The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Last Sunday, Father Niall Call was ordained as the Bishop of Ossory. He was appointed to the role by Pope Francis in October of 2022. In his ordination speech, he remarked of the strong currents of secularisation and materialism and individualism when many people have pushed God to the margins of life. Well, the Bishop himself joins us on the line. Bishop, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat, and thank you very much. And congratulations on uh, your elevation. Um, in terms of what it means to you, um, how changed will your life be? Well, I suppose I'm uprooting from Donegal and from my family and friends there. For the last uh, two and a half years, I've been a parish priest in South Donegal. Now, pre- previous to that, I spent 19 years in Belfast teaching in St Mary's University College there. That's the main teacher training college for primary and secondary teachers for the, for the Catholic schools and the Irish medium schools in, in the north of Ireland. So um, I, I have had a long ministry in, in Ulster in the north of Ireland. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I am used to some degree of change having moved from Belfast to Donegal. But it's a big move now from the outer fringes of northwest Ulster to the, the southeast of Leinster. Yeah. So your life will change quite dramatically. Yes, indeed. Quite dramatically, yes. Yeah. Um, um, I, I don't know how it works, uh, you know, within the clergy, but I presume you would not be familiar with your, your personnel, you, the priests who are working in your diocese. You wouldn't be as well acquainted with them as you might have been in Donegal. Certainly not. You know, you come very much as... Uh, with a fresh pair of eyes to to the context, uh, most of the clergy of this diocese would have been trained in in Kilkenny, and I I was trained in Maynooth and Rome, so I, I wouldn't know many of them from my days in in um, in the seminary. And then in terms of the education world, which I, which I've spent all my life in, partition is nowhere deeper than in the realm of education. Uh-huh. Different. Curriculum, different paymasters mean that there isn't much uh, cross-fertilization between education in the north and education in the south. And uh, so, yes, in other words, I I, I am coming uh, into a very different context. But people have been very welcoming, and uh, that that gives me. That, that encourages me. Now, I, I mentioned uh, when you were speaking about uh, secularization, materialism and individualism, it, obviously one of your themes in your ordination uh, homily or speech. So y- this is something that concerns you, the way Irish life has changed. Yes. Well, I suppose um, I'm coming into, you know, southeast Leinster and I am somebody with a big interest in Irish history and early medieval Irish history. So this area is very rich with artifacts from from the past, you know, the you know think of County Kildare, you know, the High Cross of Moon, uh think of you know Gerpoint Abbey, think of the Black Abbey here in, in Kilkenny and so on. So one knows immediately that the roots of the Christian faith, the Catholic faith are very deep in this area and indeed throughout Ireland. So now we, if you say if Ireland has been Christian for 1500 years and if a generation is roughly every 25 years, so it means that Ireland has been a, you know, a Christian country for 60 generations. Therefore, when we look at the situation today, we're in a very changed context. Many people 
you know, um, are not engaged with the faith of, or a lot of simply rejected it. So I was just trying to name the reality that we face today. Uh, and also to be aware of the potential. Because, you know, uh, you know, you know your history, Pat, that the Irish Catholic Church has been very involved, really, in state building for the last 200 years. You know, from you know, from the end of the 18th century with the relaxation of the anti-Catholic laws, what Irish Catholics wanted most was they wanted to be educated, they wanted to be respectable like Protestants. You know, that was the, you know, and so all through the 19th century then, you had the massive expansion of education, Catholic education and hospitals. You know, there, were, there were 800 nuns in Ireland in, um, in around 1900. There were 8,000 uh, in 1900, and there were about 15,000 by the 1950s. So that rep- that represented the massive expansion of you know edu- Catholic education and healthcare, and so then as I say as well from the end of the 19th century, you know that with republicanism and Fenianism, Irish people, many people wanted to leave the United Kingdom. Why, why, why were we to do that? We could no longer credibly say because we spoke a different language. Irish. Most people by that stage were speaking English, so. Catholicism became very much a badge of identity, and then after after independence and partition in the Republic, the, a very poor society. The Church provided healthcare and education on the cheap. Now, by the 1960s, the state was in its stride, and it no longer needed the Church to provide those services. And so, and it's a pity that the bishops hadn't been quicker to to, to recognise that. Yeah. But but the point is that now. We have, we're clearing the field in a sense. The church is no longer necessary for those purposes. And we, we have the opportunity now to return to what is our core business, what we should be about, which is be proclaiming the gospel. Because just to, 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 to clarify what you said, you said Christians in this new era can be tempted to lose hope and retreat into what you call a holy huddle. Yes. Yes, because... So often, you know, the, I think the news is always negative. Um, you know, in media, you know, like controversy and they like to, you know, you have to stir things up. And the church has been very useful for those purposes for, say, the last 30 years. So it's, you know, it's been unremitting bad news and so on. So and then we just have the emergence of a more secular you know, society, which is in tune with you know, so much of the the rest of the, the Western world. But because we were so institutionally strong in the past, I think people can mistake that for being the, the, you know, the core ministry of the church. It's not. We have the opportunity now in a new Ireland, a more multicultural, multi-religious Ireland, you know, to you know, proclaim the gospel. As I said, I said in my, it took us, every bishop, new bishop takes a motto. And I took the line from St. Paul's letter, first letter to St. Timothy, Christ Jesus, our hope. <laughs> and, you know, it might seem, you know, at one level, you know, obvious that a bishop should be talking about Jesus and the hope that faith in him brings, uh, our Christian faith. But for some people, they, the way that they were over, I think in the past, Irish Catholics, we were over-sacramentalized and not sufficiently evangelized. 
what I mean by that is, you know, that everybody, you went to a Catholic school because you, you had been baptized, then you were in the first communion class, then you were in the confirmation class, and you, you automatically received these sacraments. And it was very, in a sense, tribal. Now, in our current age, and this you know, what the Canadian philosopher Charles Taylor calls this age of authenticity, the individual and the individual's wishes and desires and needs have come center stage. And we have to, the church's challenge now is to talk to people in a language that they can understand in the context of today. And that's, you know, the word, if listen, I, I'm a great listener to your program. I don't mean that to flatter you, mm-hmm. but you do let people talk. You're letting me talk now. But that, you know, in, in our world today, the key term is choice. Uh, people want choice. And the task of the church, I think, now is to help people make the choice of faith. We can't compel them. We don't want to compel them. We want to help people respond to the Holy Spirit's work in their lives and, you know, look again at Christ and look again at the faith. And I think that's, that, that's the task of the Church into the future. Yeah. Well, uh, Bishop, I remember talking to Father Aidan Troy. I'm not sure if you knew him when he was in Holy I do Cross. indeed, yes. Well, he became the parish priest in St. Joseph's, the English-speaking parish in Paris. And uh, when I went to visit him, the laity were doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> and he used yes. to, you know, remark on it and enjoy it, that he yes. did what only a priest can do, but most of the tasks were done by the laity. And there was a great sense of community in that church. Pat, Is that something you can ignite in, in Ossery? Pat, that's already well underway throughout the country. Like in, in the parish, the delightful parish that I've just left in Donegal Town and Clare, you know, the, the people were very involved, you know, in running things and, you know, the finance committee. And at the minute, we're forming a new uh, pastoral council. And th- this is going on throughout the Diocese of Raffaux, and it's going on uh, throughout the country. Here in, in this Diocese of Austria, uh, in, uh, working out the whole idea of synodality, that great idea that the Pope, Pope Francis, so close to his heart, you know, the, the people are very involved, uh, creating new pastoral areas, bringing about a collaboration, you know, between parishes. And it's the people who are at the center of it. And uh, so, and the theology of this is very clear. At, at the Second Vatican Council, you know, which was 60 odd years ago, the church said that the call to holiness, the call to ministry comes at baptism, not at ordination. And the, the ordained ministry continues to be very important, but it's, it's not the key thing. The, the key, baptism is the fundamental sacrament, and that all of us, by virtue of our baptisms, are called to participate in the life of the church and in the life of the parish. And, you know, the domestic church, the church at home, the family handing on the faith, I mean, that's, you know, the, the, the parents who bring their children up to, you know, to know the Word of God, who teach them to pray, who pray with them, who bring them you know, to Mass, who teach them about social justice, about caring for the poor, and so on, that that's the work, not of the priest alone, but of, of all Christians, all members of the Church. Well, uh, Bishop, thank you very much uh, for uh, joining us. I, I note from your remarks that you're a, a fan of uh, Pope Francis, as indeed every bishop should be. Um, his remarks recently about homosexuality not being 
a crime. Uh, it's, you know, acts are, homosexual acts are disordered intrinsically, but, uh, uh, you know, sinful perhaps. But gay people must be treated with dignity and respect and violence against homosexuals is wrong. Do you welcome those kind of clarifications? I, I very much welcome those clarifications. And, you know, that has long been the teaching of the church that, you know, um, sometimes we, we, we polarize, we hear what we want to hear, and we don't hear the nuance. And like, I know from the parish that I've just come from, in fact, I spent, I spent 25 years in educational contexts, and I worked with, you know, with young people all my life, and you know, they sure kept me grounded, and I you know, heard their views, and, um, you know, and that, is, that is really important to respect all people. And I think, you know, uh, gay people, ha- they, they're human beings and they're important to the life of the church. And I know in a parish context that you meet all, you rub shoulders with all people, all sorts of people. An average parish priest meets the rich and the poor, uh, it meets people in, in, in sickness and in death, and baptisms, weddings. You meet all God's people and they're very different. And it's together, all of them make together a church that is Catholic, that is universal, that includes all. And that's so important to, you know, to the teaching of Pope Francis. Well, Bishop of Ossory, Niall Call, thank you very much for joining us on our programme and we wish you well in your forthcoming ministry. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.